Welcome back, and thanks again for tapping into Beyond the Hardwood as we tune into the last episode for season one of this platform. This episode features Ashley Shields, WNBA champion, and now the women's head coach at Arlington High School in Memphis, Tennessee. Ashley and I talk about her childhood and how it was growing up in Memphis while finding her passion for basketball, her natural gift for the game, and how that helped excel her teams as well as herself to the next level. Being a nationally ranked player and choosing to stay home to attend the University of Memphis, transferring to Southwest Community College and how a purpose-driven Ashley became the first Juco player to be drafted directly to the WNBA. Her experiences during her rookie campaign with the Houston Comets before heading to Detroit where she wins the WNBA championship in 2008. Transitioning from the WNBA to a career overseas and finally returning home to Memphis and being the mentor she was born to be for the kids wanting to follow in her steps. So stay tuned as I tap in with Coach Shields coming up next. Ashley, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Good, good. I'm glad we was able to tap in and get you on get you on the podcast. How everything over there in Memphis? Everything is good. Thanks for having me. Nah, I appreciate you taking the time out, you know. I'm glad we was able to get this thing set up and, and whatnot. You know, you 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 a legend over there from everything I hear. So, <laughs> you know, we had to tap in with you for sure. Thank you. So well, man, let's go ahead and hop right into this. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to listen to your story and, and uh, just hear you talk about, you know, your path to where you are today. So let's uh let's take it back to the beginning. So, you know, obviously you from Memphis, Tennessee. So kind of talk to us about, you know, being from Memphis and, you know, how it was for you growing up there. Um, of course, I, I grew up, I'm from Memphis. I grew up in Orange Mound. Um, in the... It, I, Orange Mound is literally, uh, man, it's, it's a tough place growing up, uh, but it's, it's very uh, family-oriented. They're very supportive. Uh, you know, most of my family is from Orange Mound. And so, you know, just growing up for me, um, I was just always uh, outside. I was always in the park. I was always around the guys and um, just growing up playing at the park and, you know, uh, playing against the guys as well. So, uh, just for me growing up, you know, I was a gym rat, you know, and basketball for me was my passion. But I started off as a cheerleader first. So I was a cheerleader before basketball. So okay. uh, just going to the gyms with my dad and uh, my uncles and cousins, you know, uh, one day they were just at the gym. They were just playing. And all of a sudden I picked up a ball mm. and I started shooting on the side. And everybody just stopped in the gym and started looking and was getting my dad's attention and was like, hey, you see this? Like, this girl can play. Right. They was like, wait, she's a cheerleader? You said she's a cheerleader? She looked like more of a hooper than me, you know? <laughs> so, 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 you know, just time went by. And, um, you know, when my dad seen it, like, he, he just automatically, um, you know, tuned in and took it serious and was like, hey, like, because it was natural, you know, right. I've never picked up a ball. And the moment I did, I just started making shots. 
And mm. um, after that, he was just like, okay. So he just started bringing me to the gym more often. And we, you know, we were just playing around and I was just around it. No matter what, I was always around it. Right. And then I fell in love with it and I just wanted to take it serious. My dad asked me, hey, is this what you want to do? And I said, yes, sir. Like, I want to do this. This is where I want to, I want to play. And, and the more I kept playing, I, I fell in love with it. Mm. And I didn't think I can fall in love with something like this, you know. Right. And so my passion, I really feel like I, my passion is just so different. And um, it was an outlet for me, you know, just growing up where I'm from. It was just a lot of killing, uh, a lot of things that, you know, I didn't want to be involved in. And I knew that growing up, I didn't want to be around that. Right. So uh, being in a gym for me and from where, I, where I'm from, it was like that was my safe place. I was safe in the gym. You know, and, you know, and after that, you know, time went by. It's just that, like I said, I just became a gym rat. I was always in the gym. I love being in the gym, and, and my passion went from there. No, nah, that's love. That's love. So, <laughs> you know, man, obviously cheerleading didn't last too long for you. <laughs> oh, that's love though, man. Good, good. So, man, obviously, you know, like you said, you found your passion for hooping. Um, and then you, you know, you stuck with it, man. Kind of talk about, you know, cause like you said, you was playing with the boys, and you know, every from everybody I know from Memphis, they say, you know, them pickup sessions, you know, you had to hold your own. Uh, so kind of yeah. talk about how that was for you. Um, you definitely had to hold your own. Like they treated me like a boy, no matter what. Like I, I came to the park, I had a ponytail. I, I, you know, I was, I was a girl, you know, right. I, I got thrown in the jungle, you know, so I had to figure it out. Like I had to get it out the mud. Like it was no, um, babying me up. Like it was no, Hey, get up. Are you okay? Like it was none of that. Like the guys were really standing over me. It was like, get up, like, they get like, up, yeah. like, do it again. Like, let's go. You know, right. it just kept pushing me down until I got tired and was like, you know what? I'm fighting back, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like once again, like I said, I got thrown in the jungle and I had to figure it out. And I did. And the more I, and then more and more I kept playing against the guys, I got better and seeing myself just getting stronger and stronger. My confidence shot up and I started doing things, you know, I never, I never thought I could do. Right. And, you know, just playing with the boys, they brought everything out of me, you know, and, yep. and I appreciate them for that. I, 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 the guys that I, I grew up with, I see them to this day and, you know, they talk about it. You know, we have memories, we have stories for days and, um, I can go down the list like, yeah, they got me to where I am today. Um, they made me a dog and, um, after a, a, a short period of time, you know what I mean? I started beating up on them and beating them one-on-one. -on -one, so right. they didn't like that. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> flipped, the, flipped the tables on them, huh? And I'm glad, I'm glad I went that route. I, I couldn't change it for nothing in the world, right. you know. So I'm glad that, you know, I had to figure it out. I'm glad I got it out the mud. I'm glad nothing was given to me. And I'm glad, you know, they pretty much um, stood by my side and, and pretty much stayed out there with me until I figured it out. So right. um, it was exciting. It was a great journey. <laughs> no, nah, that's love for sure. They, they held you, they held you accountable. And made sure they you, definitely held me accountable. They held you accountable. Sure. They said you're gonna be out here, then shoot, we gonna we gonna make something of it. So, nah, yeah, they said you out here. Hey, exactly. You out here, come we, on. Like, we gonna oh, get it. Look, hey, I don't care if you're a girl, but at the end, they treated me like a sister. They right. embraced me. They loved me. At the end of the day, but once I stepped on that, it wasn't hardwood. But when I got on that concrete, it was a different. Story. I about to say, oh yeah, 
I'm already knowing. <laughs> well, man, so, nah, that's love. So, obviously, you know, you had found your passion. You know, you started getting into rhythm. You know, you just kind of felt like, you know, noticed that you had a natural talent for the game. And then, you know, you go to high school, you end up going to Hamilton High and Melrose. Correct. And, and obviously, as of while you were at Hamilton, you were top-ranked freshman in the country at your yeah. uh, position. And then, you know, you carried your team to the state tournament. Um, and then when you was at Melrose, again, just a natural gift, you know, that you had. You know, you was you second all time in scoring. Uh, you know, you ranked for, you were ranked fourteenth in the country. You know, first Memphis City player to earn Miss Tennessee. That's crazy. Yes. You know, multiple fifty point games. So I mean, shoot, I mean, it ain't too much you couldn't couldn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, your resume yeah. speaks for itself. So kind of talk about you know just your high school career and especially you know at that time. I'm pretty sure the recruiting part of it was probably a little bit crazy for you too. You know, being a ranked player in the uh, in the country, and then you know just deciding on you know whether or not you wanted to go to school out of out of state or wanted to stay in Memphis. When I um, when I first got to Hamilton as a freshman, um, I knew I was you know about to get coached by one of the hardest coaches in Memphis, uh, Coach Robert Newman. Yeah, uh, uh, man. He was tough. He was tough to uh, get coached by, but at the end of the day, uh, he was everything I needed, you know what I mean, as a player because uh, he kept me on my P's and Q's. Like, it was never a day I can get comfortable, right. you know. Like so, But I already had the work ethic, so just on top of my work ethic and the, the gifts that I had, I took every game series. I played every game like it was my last. So going into my freshman year, uh, I, we had a lot of seniors, so we had, you know, top seniors, um, Al Shahadis and um, Leslie Bridgeforth, and we had Jamie Nolan, and players like that that played up under Coach Newman, I knew I had to come with it, you know. Right. So coming in as a freshman, everybody looking, oh, this Ashley, at, at the moment, at the time, it was Ashley Johnson. I'm a Johnson, so that's on my mom's side. Okay. And then I ended up getting my last name changed to Shields, like, probably towards the end of the season gotcha. and so um so I just had to come in as a freshman ready I was the only freshman to ever start uh, on his high school team and so um just coming in playing up on the good players and they molding me and uh, and they making me better every day um hey like I got with the program real quick so um just coming in with that momentum I, I came out with a great start and I just stayed consistent from there. And I was like, you know what? It's not so bad at all, you know. But like I said, off the court, I put in the work. So when I brought it on the court, it was natural because right. I went so hard in workouts and just, you know, training myself or my dad training me or whatnot. So um, just like I said in the game, it just became natural. And I just went hard every game. And um, I carried on to the state championship my freshman year as a freshman. Um, we ended up losing in a state championship, but just the fact of getting that experience my freshman year, you know, that was everything to me. Right. And coming in my sophomore year, you know, I just kept up the pace. I was getting better and better every year. My game was going up a notch. Um, stayed in the gym, stayed active, stayed consistent once again, um, stayed hard on myself. I was disciplined. I was humble. I uh, never had the big head, so I just, you know, carried on in my sophomore year. Then after that, we ended up leaving, going back to my hometown, which my whole family graduated from Melrose. So 
it was like a parade when everybody found out I was coming over. I was about so, to say. Uh, yeah, it was it was huge. It was huge uh, going over to Melrose um, once everybody found out. Like it was all over the city. Like everybody was excited, and I was even excited. Like it, it was just it was different, you know, being back home where my family where I grew up from, where my family graduated from. Right. But uh, of course, like just leaving Hamilton, leaving some of my teammates, leaving some of my friends. Hamilton was a good place. I enjoy Hamilton. I'm glad I played for Hamilton. I always be a Hamiltonian along with being a Golden Wildcat. So I got respect for both schools no matter what. Right. And so uh, going over to Melrose with the team, um, basically in A, they were 6-27 and 27 before I got over there. I pretty much had to go recruit my own players. I was knocking on door to door trying to find players that can make. I was like, can you even make a layup? I was like, you can make a layup. We're, we're fine. Like, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so I was a leader at a young age. So I was recruiting early, you know. Mm. So I took right. that serious. And, you know, so like I said, I, I got the players together and, um, it was a lot of freshmen at that. And, you know, I was like an oldest sister to everybody. And, man, went over there and changed that program around, went to state uh, my junior year. My first year being at Melrose, we went to state. Yeah, we lost, but, hey, that's okay. You know, we right. made it. You know, changing that program around, going from AA to AAA, that's huge, you know. So mm -hmm. once I got over there, we were AAA. And I carried that team on my back for two years and got great accomplishments. And we got a lot of wins. We we, we won way more than we lost. We probably lost my two years at Melrose, probably like seven games out of two years. Wow. So, um, yeah, definitely changed that around. And like I said, got many accomplishments. And uh, being number two um, in the country behind Nick and McCray, that's respect. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I could have broke the record, but my coach, like, teams that he felt like could make me better or, you know, he would sit me those games and allow my other teammates to get playing time like right. that. So yep. I set out a few games. So I I was behind Nicky McCray. I missed it by 11 points. So just imagine mm. it, the games that I set out, you know, I would have right. passed you got that. a lot, you know, with ease. But being number two is still a privilege to me. Uh, my respect, Nicky McCray, uh, she was definitely – um, a go-getter. She was definitely somebody to look up to. But um, just being in that spotlight, being number two, I can take that, you know, behind her. Um, and just, you know, being one of the top guards coming out, that was definitely a blessing. And, you know, so once I graduated, I signed with University of Memphis. I decided to stay home and be a hometown hero um, and play for Julie McNellis. And, uh, man, I, I love her coaching. I just love her fire for the game. Um, all of that and you know she took me in and she's like a, a mom to me and still to this day we talk mm -hmm. um, shout out to coach Jolie McNellis I love her to death and we still have a relationship to this day she was on me so hard and uh, I'll never forget this story I was uh, we, we, we were supposed to have practice and I missed practice and everybody was looking for me they was like hey where's Ashley where you know Ashley not at practice so Coach right. McNellis, you know, me being from Orange Mound, a lot of people scared to come to Orange Mound. You know, they they're not going to step foot in Orange Mound because if they don't know you, you might get shot at, you might get your your car taken, anything. You right. know, yep. so um, this lady literally left University of Memphis and came to Orange Mound looking for me, and mm. she found me in Orange Mound, and she wasn't scared. She was by herself, and she got me in that car and took me back on campus and. 
man, that was all she wrote. Like it was, it was, it was, it's funny now, but back then I'm like, man, why, what is this lady doing? (laughs) But you know, she, she, she knew that, um, I had a lot of potential. I had so much, um, you know, to give and, you know, as far as my gift and talent, you know, it was just no way she wouldn't allow me to throw that away. And so I just thank her for being so hard on me, um, you know, far as with that and, you know, and ended up, Founding out I was pregnant after that, so I ended up transferring and going to Northwest. And uh, I went there and played like six or seven games while I was pregnant. So I played up to eight months pregnant with my son. And I stopped at the seventh game. And after that, I I had to stop, and and I ended up having my son. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody, I guess everybody thought, you know, that was the end of it. But, right. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. And I'm I'm glad you you mentioned that because you know, and I I want you to kind of you know get a little bit deeper into that because you know obviously there was that time there where you you know you like you said you got pregnant you had your son and you had to take you know what about maybe a year or two off. Um, yeah, from, well, just a year. Just a year. So you took just a year yeah. off, and then again, you know, you end up you were at Northwest, and then now you had a chance to go to Southwest to continue playing. So kind of talk about how that opportunity came up for you to get back, you know, in the groove um, and get to Southwest and, you know, kind of from there because obviously, you know, there you accomplished again. Y'all accomplished a lot as a team and you accomplished a lot as a player. And and kind of talk about, you know, what your purpose was, you know, your purpose for you was um, behind that that year that made it so special. Well, um, Honestly, I just went into that situation like basically like I just had my son. I didn't want to go out of town and, and, and leave my son at the end of the day. Like I wanted to stay home and and be that parent and on top of, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do in school and um far as basketball. So uh, ended up going back to Southwest and I ended up red shirting that year, sitting out, uh, just getting myself back together, getting back in the groove. And uh, I worked really, really hard. It was probably, man, other than starting playing basketball, but that was probably the the hardest I've ever worked out in my life, just Mm. getting back in that groove because I didn't want to give up. I just felt like I had a lot to prove, uh, you know, and just being that name in the city, you know. uh, Being in Memphis, you know, it's like – you can't be that person to be a letdown, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't want to be a letdown to myself first and foremost or my family or my, you know, my son, uh, for sure. So my purpose, of course, you know, was my son. My son gave me that extra push, right. you know, cause I had somebody to play for. I had somebody that was watching me every second, you know? So, um, just coming back and sitting out and get myself prepared for that, uh, Coming into this, my second year at Southwest um, playing, uh, man, I just I was in a whole nother state. Like I was in a whole nother world. I was zoned out, um, averaging thirty in college, and you know I Facts. just went all in and not expecting what was going to happen. I'm just being me, you know, playing like it's my last game, but right. or not because I'm playing for somebody that's sitting here watching me, and that's my son, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so it, it was just, it, it meant a lot to me. It meant so much to me. And, and, and I knew then, right then and there, I'm like, 
man, I have to do what I have to do to get up out of here and make it for my my son. Right. And and I and I and, and and I just turned it over and and I and I took it up a notch and it went from there and all of a sudden you know just being around great players, great teammates, and of course uh, another one of my coaches that's you know been in my life that was hard on me. She's the best um, coach, Andrea Martre. I salute her. Uh, she definitely held me accountable for everything. Uh, man, the first day I came in practice. I came in late just thinking I'm that girl, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, she turned me right back around. Like, the moment I came through the door, she said, I got six exits. You can go out of either one. Mm. And and I just went went out the door I came in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so she showed me right then and there, like, hey, this, this, this ain't, uh, this, this not, this not the, the ball game right here. Like, right. nah, you're not about to do that. So just making me, like I said, holding me accountable, making me um, just disciplined and changing my whole mind frame, you know, just being that leader, being a great teammate, being on time, just little things, you know what I mean? Like that was going to cost me along the way, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. she was stopping it right then and there. And, you know, she pushed me, she pushed me, she pushed me every, every single day. And my mom was just like, oh, my God, like I wouldn't even come home and eat. Like that's how – Man. Practice, practice was crazy. It was Man. hard, but I was hey, I, I got through it. Um, like I said, I, I love to practice. I love to go hard. I love to work. I never complain at all. Man. So I just did what I had to do um, to get better. And we had a great season and uh, tried to get to nationals, but we were short. We fell short. I ended up breaking the junior college record with sixty nine points. Uh, Going into overtime against Cleveland State, I never forget. That's all. Um, this without that's this without one three. I didn't shoot not one three. Wow. One three this game at wow. all. It was all it was straight twos and 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 free throws. That's it. That's great. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up breaking a junior college record with that, and 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 after that, um, hey, all of a sudden, I'm about to get drafted. Uh, Carlene Thompson. Um, and at the, the the time, my agent, Robert Fain, who was Lorenzen's right agent, mm-hmm. uh, he reached out and he brought Carlene Thompson from the Houston Comets to watch me play. And as a matter of fact, she came to watch me play at the time I broke the junior college record. And she was blown out of her mind and was like, wait, where, where did you come from? Right. Like, and, you know, so at the time I was just so hurt because the season was ending. I was crying and she was just like all of a sudden like, hey, it's OK. She's giving me this speech and just asking me, are you ready for your new journey? I'm like, new journey? Like, well, you can't process you it. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden a week later, I get a phone call um, saying that, hey, you're about to enter the draft and we have to fly you to Chicago. And from Chicago, we fly you to Cleveland. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, like just within a blink of an eye when I was least uh, when I was when you least expected you know what I mean things just happened that fast my life changed that fast you know so right. exactly. uh, and after that I just you know went to the draft and I got ready I got prepared and that's when I ended up going first round eight pick out of Southwest man again again your story <laughs> like hearing your story is just you know what's where I'm looking for it is promising because you know, there's so many people, especially, you know, women who who might be in your the same shoes you was in or feel like they, you know what I mean, feel like they right there right. on the edge of giving up, 
you know, they dreams because of circumstances that they was in. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you never gave up. You know, you turned it up another notch and, you know, it paid off, you know. So now I'm glad you, I'm right. glad you hit on that. I'm definitely glad you, you was able to hit on that. But again, that's not even that's not even that's just, you know, a part, a small part of your story. And, you know, it just continued to get better. Like you said, you got drafted first round, eighth pick by the Houston Comets. Um, you were there for a year and then you get um, you go to Detroit and and that's where you was on the team with Detroit, who won the WNBA championship that year. So kind of talk about first before we get into your time at Detroit man. kind of talk about, you know, your first year in the league, you know, getting adjusted to, you know, just the, the change of pace, just the change of speed of the game. And, and, and you know, now you're you're away from home. You're in Houston now. I'll talk about, you know, just the, the transition it was for you just, you know, getting adjusted to that. Well, yeah, the, the transition was definitely uh, something new to me. Um, uh, just going into the league, didn't know what to expect. Um, man, it was just mind-blowing for me. Like, just being around um, all these great players and, uh, you know, great people. So, it's like, when I got there and entering um, into training camp and, you know, like I said, didn't know what, what to expect. So all I know is like, hey, like, I'm just kind of talking to myself, you know, coaching myself throughout the process. And I'm just like, hey, just go in here and be you. Be you, you know. Right. And that was, just, that was just my first thing, like, okay, I'm just going to go and it's like riding a bike. Do what you've been doing, but – Hey, you gotta you gotta hold it down, no matter what. Like you, the first round pick, so I gotta hold it down. So I right. just went in with that same mind frame. Um, well, once I got through the first practice, I was good. I wasn't nervous no more, um, but I knew I couldn't get comfortable once again. So just going in and just going hard, just earning my respect was the main thing for me. Right. Earning that respect. Once I get got that respect, I was fine. And uh, and I held my own from there. You know, I took it up a notch, and I was consistent. I played. I played my ass off. Like I was, man. I was just so so happy. I was so grateful being around Tina Thompson, being around Cheryl Swoop, being around Cynthia Cooper, Tamika Dixon. Uh, you know, uh, Michelle Snow, players that I I, I grew up watching on right. TV when I was in middle school, not knowing that. You know, and, and on top of that, Houston Commons was my favorite team back in the day. And now that I play for this team, I'm just like, what? Like, I was just so geeked about it. Right. And just being the first girl from my hometown, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, I was speechless. You know what I mean? It was just, it was, it was a surreal situation. Moment. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I, 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 like I said, then again, I, I went in and, and I held it down and, and, and I got through it, and I, I met a lot of great people. I built relationships, and um, after that, hey, everything was fine. I, I, I really wasn't missing home that much. I got acquainted real quick. I got acquainted real quick. I'm a people's person, so it, it don't take that long. So, right. uh, I got around some good people, some good veterans. They embraced me. Like like I said, Tina Thompson, she's a wonderful person. Um, so we were, we were just always, you know, and even the rookies that came in with me, uh, Matia Javon, D Davis, uh, Mercedes Walker, Sequoia Holmes, like, Hey, those were my girls, you know, we became mm -hmm. friends 
and we stuck together and right still to this day they are my friends and you know uh we stayed in it together and, and we worked hard together we put in the extra work uh, you know, we didn't walk around like we were all that. Like, like I said, we remain humble. We were, we remain disciplined, and we took so much in from the veterans, and we learned a lot. So, going into my rookie year, yeah, it was definitely a challenge, but hey, it was a great experience too. Right, right. And then you finish up your rookie year, um, and then now you're headed to Detroit. You know, a completely, you know, a 360. Weather wise, all all type, you know, just the lifestyle, you know. Now you now you there, but again, you know, that year was you know nothing short of special for y'all. Y'all ended up winning the WNBA championship. So, kind of talk about that year for you. And just, well, that year it's crazy because we, I went my second after my rookie year. I came back to Houston for a while, for a little bit, just for a little bit. Okay. Um and. Um, so I was at Houston and then all of a sudden that's when the changes start started. Right. Like, so, uh, I didn't know I, I went home and, you know, after the season, I put in extra work. I was just doing what I was doing, doing me just, you know, every year, like I said, since I've been playing basketball in my career, I take it up a notch every year. I take it up a notch. Like you won't see my game drop at all. Right. So, um, so going into my second season with Houston, it started, you know, falling off a little bit. I was getting frustrated, but I was still doing what I was doing in practice. I, I, I was going hard. I never had an attitude. I was always a coachable player, always coachable. And, you know, so, you know, going into the season, starting off 0-10 with Houston, that was frustrating because the game – our season was going downhill. I don't I don't know what was going on at the time. My playing time started to drop and I was getting frustrated because I'm like, at this point we're 0 and ten, so I felt like I can do something to help my team to even come close to winning or winning. You mm-hmm. know, that was just my mentality. Right. So I didn't know why I wasn't playing. Um I went to the coach for a meeting just to ask like, hey, what can I do to you know, what I need to do to get better, um, what do I need to do to get on the floor, what do I need to do to help my teammates. Like, I want to know. Like, and so it was just like kind of like she really wasn't telling me nothing. So I didn't – I was kind of lost in that situation. So I kind of got fed up, and I asked to either get cut or get traded. Right. And um, after practice, I went to her office, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I really want to play. I really want to be out there. and. If I'm not going to play here, I'm sure I can play somewhere else. So um, is there a way I can get cut or is there a way I can get traded? And I ended up – she ended up basically letting me go. And within probably some seconds or a couple of minutes, um, that's when Detroit picked me up right then and there. Uh, Mind you, let's rewind back a little bit when we was in a draft we went on three commercial breaks when they got to my name. That's mm. because Detroit was trying to draft me for the 11th pick. Uh, over here. Okay. So Detroit wanted me from the beginning. Right, right. So now when they pick me up and I go and I get there, I leave from Houston and go straight to Detroit. They put me on a seven-day contract. Um, I'm in Bill Lambert's office, and he's like, man, finally we got you. Like, man, it was hard right. getting you. Like, I've been trying <laughs> right. to get you since the draft, you know. Right. I, and, and I see why now, because going into playing with Detroit, like, that was my style of play. 
That was my style of coach. Uh, you know, just um, grimy, you know, uh, hard-nosed players, go hard on both ends, defense, offense. You know, that was just running, running and gunning, like running. And that was my type of game. That was my type of style. So I fit in really well with that group. Right. So after the first practice, you know, going into the first practice after practice, Bill was like, hey, you're not on a seven-day contract no more. I'm keeping you for the rest of the season. Like, right. So I went in, and, and once again, I held my own, and I did what I was supposed to do. And, and it's so crazy because two weeks later, Houston ended up folding. Wow. They ended up folding. They wasn't a team no more. And I kept going on with, with Detroit, and, and that's the year I won a WNBA championship. So I'm like, everything happened for a reason. And, you know, yep. uh, God placed me in situations for a reason. So yep. I'm like – Man, like, you know, when one door closes, another, another one opens. opens. You know? yeah. so I, I, I believe in that. I truly believe in that. But I stay positive. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I never gave up. I never gave up. I don't believe in that at all. I kept the faith. And I just continued to work. And, hey, it paid off. And I got my first WNBA championship my second year in the WNBA. So that was another thing. Like, that never happened as well. Somebody never got a ring that second year in the league. Right. So, um, nah, man, so it was just a, it was just a blessing, and once again playing, you know, going into Detroit and playing up on the Bill and being Rick Mahorn and um, Cheryl Cheryl Reeves that you know coaching with Minnesota and uh, playing up under some great players, Deanna Nolan, Cheryl Ford, and Katie Smith, and um, Elaine Powell, and you know players like that. Like man, it was just it was a, a blessing and. You know, to be around players like that. So, Planet Pearson, Alexis Hornbuckle, I, I can go on and on, you know. So, mm-hmm. it was just like just being surrounded around people like that and getting a WNBA championship with those type of players. I'm just like, man. So, uh, that that was a great feeling for me. But I was just happy, you know, to be a part of that. Man. Again, that that there is nothing, like I said, nothing short of amazing. Like, your story continued to be rope. You know, just when you was getting frustrated, you know, God had something better for you working at the end of the day. Didn't even realize it, you know. Sure. And, uh, again, like you said, ended up getting you a WNBA championship out of it. Um, and, and, you know, and then after that year, if I'm not mistaken, what what happened after that year? You went to Atlanta, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, no, I went to L.A. L.A. That's where it was. L.A. L.A. Yeah. Yep. I played with the Sparks. So, you know, once again, a bunch of some great veterans, you know, Candace Parker, those type of players, you know, that was just a great feeling. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, so that was a great experience as well. Um, I didn't finish the season out with L.A., but just to have that experience, hey, I'm thankful for that. I was a part of that team. Um and just being in the WNBA in general, like, that's every girl's dream, I'm sure, you know. Right. So, just playing those three years in the league and accomplishing what I'm accomplishing and um, getting a WNBA ring, man, that's everything. And on top of that, earning my respect. So, it don't get Facts. no better than that. Fact. I was about to say, that stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, for sure. So nah. So after that, you know, you you um, start your overseas career, and you played overseas for about eight years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, ten. Ten. Ten years, and you played in different different countries. 
Um, you know, you played in Poland, Israel, Slovakia. You know, I feel like I feel like you may have touched, put your foot in almost every country for for the most part. So, kind of talk to us about your experience um, overseas. You know, I, I know that I know it was a it may have been a complete culture shock being you know your first time <laughs> out of out of the country. Um, yes. oh <laughs> you know, different food language. You know everything. everything. Man, the time frame. Time like, was, exactly. Oh my god! Like it was crazy because my first year I went to Greece mm. and I played two months in Greece. But uh, man, was scared. And as a matter of fact, I took my son. My son was okay. two years old at the time. He was two, and I took him over there with me. And the first thing that scared me was walking through the airport. The moment we got to Greece and we got to the airport, everybody just started surrounding me and my son. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. What is going on? Like, I'm away from home. I'm still young. It's my first time, my first experience overseas. What are these people doing? Like, so <laughs> right, right. The, the, some lady came up to me. She spoke English. She was like, no worries, no worries. She was just like, we're amazed to see Americans in the airport and she was just like we're amazed to see an american baby she was like this is the first american baby we've seen come through this airport really and i'm like really and like they were taking pictures of him and they were surrounding him and i was just like i was so nervous like when i say i was nervous i was nervous but uh that experience was crazy i didn't end up i didn't end up staying in greece that long but um I played a few games and really just didn't, didn't like the, you know, the, where I was at and didn't really like the, the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Castoria, Greece. I was in a small country called Castoria. Oh, God. Um, and I, I really didn't like it, so I, I ended up leaving and uh, ended up that following year going to Poland. Gotcha. And I had a bad experience in Poland. I played in Poland two years. So my first year in Poland, I was um, – leading the, the, the country in scoring. So I averaged 27 my first year right. in Poland. And uh, my second year, I was going into my second year without an agent. And so just by me playing so well my first year, I negotiated my own contract my second year. And uh, my numbers spoke for itself pretty much. They already knew I came down and made my mark. And uh, my second year, I played for a team called Leader in Proof School. And um, it was a great experience. I, I love the people there. I love my teammates. And um, after my second year in, in Poland, I ended up going to Israel and um, played on the small team in Israel in Natanya. And mm-hmm. um, they was a team coming from the second division. So they was it was their first year coming to the first division. So my, the first year I played with that team, I ended up, uh, playing great, uh, leading score once again, uh, putting up great numbers. Ended up going to the playoffs that year, but we ended up losing the first round. But it was just the fact that we made it and we were able to come back that second year in the first league, but I didn't play for that team. Right. So after we lost in the first round of the playoffs in Natanya, the top team in Slovakia called me, called Good Angels uh, in Kosice, yep. Slovakia. They called me over to play on their team. That was the number one team over there. So I flew from Israel to Slovakia. So that was a big difference, going from warm to cold, freezing snow, <laughs> hot snow. You know, so I'm just like, oh, right. my God. So um, going over there and 
man, playing on the top team and ended up winning my first championship, overseas championship over in Slovakia with the number one team. And uh, after that, uh, I ended up going back to Israel on another top team. I think they were the number two team at the time called Ash Dodd. And my second and third year playing for that team, I ended up winning back-to-back championships in Israel mm-hmm. and winning the cup and so on. So um, I was in Israel the longest, so I ended up playing in Israel six years um, after that. So I was coming back-to-back. My agent, he's a, he's Israeli, um, Ziv Gudansky, but he was living in Canada at the time. Gotcha. But... Uh, he's Israeli, so he kept me in Israel. I fell in love with Israel. Um, it's like America. They speak English. Um, I even, you know, took, you know, time to learn Hebrew. And um, I have Jewish families over there right to this day. All my people over there in Israel, I love them. Um, they're great people. That's like my second home. Um, I made history over there as well. Um, I made a name for myself over there. I, I broke records over there. Yeah. Um, I got six out of seven awards one year. I got player of the year. I got defensive player of the year. I got offensive player of the year. I got import <laughs> player of the year. I was about like, to say, them I, accolades I, stack up. Yeah, like, so it, it the list goes on and on. So I definitely uh, left on a good note. Like I said, great people over there. As a matter of fact, starting next year. I'm going to be going over there once a year, um, doing an all-girls camp, um, just showing my appreciation. Mm. That's my way of giving back. That's love. You know, they took great care of me over there. Um, you know, despite of me being in midst of missiles thrown and um, a war over there and all types of crazy mess that was going on, right. I was in the midst of that. You know, but I still love the country. I still love the people, and I had a great, great, great experience and a great time over there. So, um, shout out to Israel and all my Israeli families. You know, I, they took great care of me. And, you know, after I left Israel, I ended up going to play in Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, finishing up over there and had a great season over there. So, I'm just thankful. I played all across the world. And, you know, even playing in Ashdod, we was a Euro Cup team. So, I played in Turkey. I played in Russia. Yeah, so, teams exactly. like that. So, I traveled the world, you know. so. Right. I'm just grateful for the opportunity, but I definitely furthered my career overseas and I finished overseas and now I'm back home, you know, moving on to my next chapter and that's coaching. And, you know, I'm 35 years old and I've always said that I wanted to retire from basketball at 38. So I got uh, a few more years left in me. So that's what made me be involved with She Got Game and um, in the face of She Got Game here, the women's league here. So, the best thing to do is to retire from home, and that's what right. I want to do. So um, I'm just glad to be here and glad to be in this position. And like I said, now I'm home giving back and yeah. doing what I love, and that's coaching and giving the game to these kids that was given to me and giving that knowledge to them that was given to me. And um, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. So now I'm just on to my next chapter, and, and that's coaching. And now I'm at – I started off at Mitchell High School. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we had a great season there, and uh, we finished my first year as a head coach. We finished 29-7, um, and seven, uh, made it all the way to Sub-State my first year. And then I went to Houston High School as an assistant. I stepped down and uh, had a great season there and met some great people and um, 
got around some great girls, and now I'm over here as the head coach at Arlington High School. So I'm just grateful to be in this situation and have this opportunity to give back and, and do what I do. Again, man, that's love. Being able to travel the world, you know, be able to come back home to your, you know, your hometown, your city, and be able to, you know, start giving back to, you know, to the kids, especially from, from where you're from, you know, I'm sure that means a lot to you. And I want you to kind of give a little bit more detail about uh, your the She Got Game Women's League that you got going on or that's going on there. Kind of talk a little bit about that because I think that's pretty cool that, you know, you came back to the crib and, and you know, y'all, y'all got something like that going for the city. Oh, yeah. Like, um, we're just coming back and um, Celia Newman reached out to me several times about She Got Game. Um really didn't know what I was getting myself into at first. And, and then, you know, we sat down, we met, and she talked about it and, and told me her vision. And once she told me her vision, I was just like, okay, like, you know, let's do it, you know. Right. So, you know, whatever I put my name on or whatever, you know, I'm involved in, you know, I want to go all out. You know, I want to make the best out of it. Right. So. Um, I was just like, she told me, she explained everything to me and, you know, we pretty much got the girls around the city and, um, we got involved and she was just like, Hey, I want to, you know, do this to highlight the women of basketball and, um, give a scholarship to the six woman off the bench and, you know, give back to the youth and do this, you know, so I'm all for that. When it's, when it, when it comes to kids, I'm all for it, you know? So, um, once she, you know, explained everything, we got into it, and um, our first year plan, she got game. It was a, it was a success, and everybody, you know, got involved, and it was fun, and and now we're on to our third year as a, our second year, as a matter of fact, and you know, uh, we're growing, you know, we're growing, and we're trying to really, really make this out of something, and we're really trying to make this out of a real league, and really highlight the women here because here in Memphis, we really don't have anything going for the women. Right. So, you know, when I got back home, I'm just like, man, we have to do something for the women. It's always something for the men. Mm-hmm. And so I was just looking at it. How do we expect these young ladies around here to look up to somebody if they don't know who they looking up to? So, you know, when, when, when I got here, I had to pretty much let people know, you know, who I am, like, they had to do their research, like, they really didn't know who Ashley Shields was, you know, so just, you know, getting involved with these kids and being around and, you know, training and coaching and, you know, that's how my name started to come back around, because, like I said, they didn't know, but now they know, you know, who I am, and, you know, I just got involved, like I said, giving back and doing a lot of things here in the city, and, when she brought she got game to the table that just really put the icing on the cake that was something we were missing here and just to have that back like it's a privilege and you know doing something for the city and giving back to the city so that's what we're doing now she got game and i'm just glad to be the face for that and um uh, putting putting on for my city and 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 bringing us back up you know it's, it's right. the women's time this time you know so no, women sure. can play too exactly so that's just that's how i feel so we 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 go hard every day we work hard you know to get to this point so we deserve to be highlighted so sure. you know when cc came with that i i applaud her for that and i, I have much respect for cc for that so i'm glad you know she reached out to me and i'm glad that i took that chance you know 
to help her with her vision. No, that's love. That's love. And it's, and it's always good to hear, you know, especially women being able to put something together that's, you know, empowering y'all and not just, you know, something for the city, right. especially with just being, you know, for men. Um, so no, nah, love to see that. Love to see that. And then, you know, like you talked about briefly, you started actually coaching at the high school level. You know, you like you said, you was at Mitchell High, um, for a little bit, and then and then you went over to Houston for for a little bit, and then uh, you was even coaching at AAU with Team Thad. Um, right. So so kind of talk about getting into you know all those avenues of coaching. You know, and at the same time, again, you you were doing so much at that time. Like you were doing so much for the for the kids because you know you were speaking at schools and 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 you know you had basketball camps you were doing you've been doing as well, um mm-hmm. you know you doing all this to give back to your city and even just the surrounding areas while you know like you said you just kind of getting your name back back out there for you know the the legend you are in throughout the city so man just kind of talk about you know getting on at um. Getting on with Team Thad and, and, and even your your time coaching and you know getting your feedback with with coaching uh at the high school level. Um. Well. Um. Actually, you know, before Team Thad, I had my own AAU team. Um. As a matter of fact, my my daughter, who's a senior in college right now, um, she was playing um, at a high school here, and in the summertime, she really didn't have anybody to play for, so. Mm. I used to come home in the summertime, so I started my own AAU team called Team Real Deal. That's my nickname here. Uh, right. Kenny Hardaway gave me that name. He's like a brother to me. Uh, he gave me that name when I was young, as a matter of fact, coming up. And um, I just got an AAU team and just kind of put it together and pretty much got girls that nobody really wanted. And um, I just put a team together and I we fundraised and I took them around and and we competed. So um, I did that for like three years. And then um, after that, I went back overseas. And then when I came back, that's when I got involved with Team Thad. And this is my second year with Team Thad. Um, Being, you know, next to Coach Mark Hearns, uh, who's the director of Team Thad, you know, we basically started from scratch with the girls and we did everything we had to do while I was developing the girls. He was right there alongside of me, and we developed the girls together. We we practiced with the girls together. We did right. everything we needed to do to get the girls exposed and get them seen on a higher level. And uh, coming out last year as our first year with Team Thad, we competed around the city, and we went to great tournaments. And we ended up finishing. We were Under Armour last year, and we ended up finishing number two in the nation with Under Armour mm. uh, with Team Bad as our first year. Wow. And, you know, coming back this year as our second year, mind you, we only had one team last year. Now that we're in our second season, uh, we didn't pick up five teams. So we have we have uh, wow. 22s, we have 23s, we have 24s, we have 25s and 26s. Okay. So, um, just expanding and and you seeing these kids coming out and I train most of the girls and um, uh, once again our second year we competed we went to these great um, exposure tournaments and and getting them seen and um, we had a great season of course still because of COVID we still travel we was in Indiana a lot this year so we only 
travel um, to Indiana and Alabama um, this year. That's gotcha. where the tournaments were because a lot of tournaments were canceled in other cities. So right. We pretty much just traveled to Indiana a few times and competed there and still got the girls seen and they still got exposed and still got the work in and still got scholarships and stuff like that. So we sacrificed and we, we took a risk, of course, and we, but we did what we had to do to get the girls out there because it's all for the girls. So I'm all in when it comes to that. And we, of course, we, we, we followed the protocol. We were careful. We had our masks. We had our sanitizer. We did everything we, we were supposed to do the right way. Um, being in, in the arena and, and competing. So um, I'm just happy to be a part of Team Thad. I think that he is young. Um, he's, you know, for giving us the opportunity, you know, to be up under his umbrella. Um, he's a great person. Um, he's doing big things. He's with the Chicago Bulls. And, yeah. you know, just to uh, give us this privilege and, and trust us, you know, with his name, you know, that means a lot, you know. Right, so right. being up under somebody, you know, name and, you know, especially an NBA player, you know, we we got to be on our P's and Q's. So we, we put these young ladies together and uh, the way we move, we move different. We, we, we teaching them how to be a pro early. Mm. You know, we doing things on a professional level early, you know, because at the end of the day, I know what it takes. You know what I mean? And, right. and, exactly. and so we, we, we putting them in a position. And like I said, Coach Mark Hearns and I, Hey, I, I couldn't do it with nobody better, and I, I'm just so thankful to be involved around the people that I'm I'm involved with. Nah, again, that's love, and again, your story just continues to what's the word I'm looking for? Your story just continues to get better, and, and even since you've been back in Memphis, you were inducted into the Memphis uh, Amateur Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk about that accomplishment for you, what it meant for you to to receive that, you know, that award, you know, because, again, you've been through so much um, and your story, like I said, just, you know, it's just not done being written, you know, and, and again, there's so much that's down on, on paper for what you've accomplished. And I know you got so much more you want to accomplish now that you're over there at Arlington High. Um, so kind of talk about, you know, what that what that award meant for you and, and then we'll kind of get, you know, I don't want to hold you up for too much longer. We'll kind of get into your your new stop as the head coach over there at Arlington High. Um, uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a privilege. You know, I, I earned it, of course, um, and I deserve it, you know. So, you know, getting that award for me was everything. Um, and, and getting it from my hometown. I did a lot in my hometown. Uh, like I said, you know, it, earlier in my in, in the interview, was, nothing was given to me. I was a workhorse. I worked hard and everything. I got it out the mud. Yep. And getting this award for me was just, you know, everything. And like I said, I deserved it, um, and I earned it. So that was the main thing for me. I, I, I got on stage, and I earned this award. So I, I give myself a pat on the back for that, and I'm just so grateful for the the people that put me in the position from all my coaches all the way down, starting with Coach Walter Casey, um, Coach Robert Newman, um, Coach Andrea Matre, um, even uh, my coach from middle school, Coach Walker. Like, people like that, that got me up to that point. I'm just so thankful, and I was just so happy to have people like that in my life, you know, so – being around those great leaders put me in that position 
to accomplish what I've accomplished. You know, I'm just grateful for that, and I'm thankful, you know, that they pushed me to the limit. Right. Now, you know, like I said, I don't want to hold you up for too much longer, but you got a new opportunity that came up being the head coach over there at uh, Arlington High. You know, just kind of walk us down real quick how how that came about, and, and, you know, I know you're excited for the things that come for that program over there. That came when I was least expected, too, of course. You know, being um, at the beginning of COVID, you know, you don't know what's going on. It's a lot going on. Uh, we dealing with this new situation and, you know, just all of a sudden I'm just at home and um, just a regular day, just a normal day. And I get a phone call bright and early in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning, like um, from the principal, uh, Mr. Duncan from Arlington High School. And, you know, was just, you know, asking me about the job and, you know, asking me questions and asked me, did I want the job? And, you know, it was just, you know, I just, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was, you know, walking into, but I knew that it was time. I knew it was my time. This was something I wanted. Uh, it was something I couldn't turn down, uh, you know, coming into this position. You know, it was new for me. I know it's different. Um, definitely being out here, you know, it's, it's very diverse. And um, so I knew it was a different ball game, but I knew that this this was the opportunity I was looking for. I deserved this opportunity, and it was only right for me to get this position. So I I, I put my name up for it and um, ended up a few days later getting a phone call and got an interview. And uh, my interview went well, and uh, – and it went from there. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I started, you know, after that I got the job. It was all over the place. I ended up the news reaching out. So many people was reaching out um, once I got the job. And um, the first thing, of course, I, I got acquainted with the girls. I wanted to get comfortable with the girls. And we got on a Zoom call and, um, you know, we went from there. And, you know, I'm just thankful to be a part of the Arlington High School family. I'm over here with Coach Mo Miller. He's doing great things with the boys. Yeah. Uh, I watched him all last year, and the way he did with the boys, he did an awesome job. And, you know, uh, so to be, you know, here with him, and he's working with the boys, and I'm working with the girls, you know, two prospects. You got two high prospects from Memphis. You know, he played at Georgia Tech, so yeah, um, exactly. he's, he's doing great things. So just to have us, us two over here doing great things with the kids man uh that's everything to me so I, I i'm just happy to be over here and i'm I'm happy to be a part of that no nah, for sure man y'all got a lot a lot of good stuff going on over there and i know sure. uh y'all gonna get the ball rolling especially especially you on the women's side i know y'all yeah. memphis, memphis don't do well right exactly <laughs> memphis memphis known for competing and winning so i know i know yeah. y'all gonna get it done <laughs> For sure, for sure. But I don't, I don't want to hold you up for too much long. I, I appreciate you again for taking the time out to hop on here with me. I know it's a lot of people well, that want to you. hear your story. And, thank you. You know, this is this is big time. This is a great way to end. You know, season one of this podcast. Uh, so I'm glad I was able to get you on here. You know, you're doing a lot of great stuff with the camps and all that stuff that you're doing, mentoring them young women. So. You know, I appreciate you. But the way I always end these, I always ask my guests if you had to recommend one person to hop on here. Um, and, and obviously this would be for season two of uh, this platform. Uh, who would that be? Um, 
out of Memphis or it doesn't matter? It Just whoever you think has like a, an incredible story or, or just a story that needs to be heard by others. Um, uh, Mo Miller. Okay. Mo Miller. Yeah. For sure. Nah, most definitely. Well, like, well, shoot. Like I always say, shoot, you made the connection. We can make it happen. Um, I got you. <laughs> much love, much love. But you know what I realized during this cause that you have such a big army, such a big following of people that just want to see you be successful. So before we get off this call, is there anybody that you want to shout out, you know, kind of, you know, pay your respects to for just helping you get to where you are today? Yeah, I um. I really want to take the time out to like really thank thank my support staff, like um, my family, my friends, my close friends that's been there since day one uh, for me through this process. Um, like I said, my support system, um, my immediate family, my mom, uh, my dad, my grandmothers, uh, my brothers, my cousins, my uncles. Everybody know, like, they know who they are, who's been there. Like, I'm just grateful and thankful just to have that support just throughout my career, throughout my process, just to have them around and just to be able to to support me and help me, you know, just coming up. And I just wanted to, you know, just let them know that I love them and I'm just really grateful and I'm just so thankful for that. No, for sure. Definitely sounds like you got a a village behind you that has been with you this whole time and and uh, you know, again, gotta gotta give them they they props, man. Show that love to them. So, coach, oh yeah, sure. Nah, for sure. Well, well coach, I Thank appreciate you. you again. I know uh, we've been we've been going back and forth talking, uh, and I know it's getting a little bit late, but but again, I appreciate you, and uh, and again, we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. You're welcome. You have a great night. All right, you do the same. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, bro. Thanks again for tapping into Beyond the Hardwood. And words can express how thankful I am for those that support and continue to support this platform as we end season one and prepare to enter into season two. Just a quick reminder to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And also, be sure to follow the Beyond the Hardwood IG page as we continue to build this platform. And until next time, remember, life goes beyond the hardwood.